Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You like that? You like that? Football. Hey, everyone. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. We appreciate everyone uh, who has subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash score north for daily Vikings content. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to listen in your earbuds to the podcast version, Apple, Spotify and scorenorth.com. And our guest today, Mike Sando from The Athletic. And Mike, we were just talking before we brought you on here and you were showing us all of your football books, which are amazing. We and we're not just blowing smoke. Both of them. Both of them. We are huge fans of you because we feel like you have mastered wherever you are writing. You you have mastered the art of creating amazing conversation around the country. Whether it's the quarterback write ups you do, and in this case, what we want to talk to you about is you have ranked every single team in the NFL strength of schedule based on opposing quarterback tiers, and of course, the Vikings have the toughest schedule. Uh, but thank you for providing endless amounts of quarterback-related content over the years for us. Well, hey, you're welcome. I love what I get to do, you know. And really, the last seven or eight years, I've had this job where, you know, I haven't had a focus on one team. And I haven't had to be on a beat, you know, where you're really uh, grinding. I love that. I did that for a long time. But I get to sort of forge relationships with people in the league and, uh, you know, come up with screwy ideas that are fun and the quarterback tiers has been my favorite thing you know really i've learned from people in the league and created a template that you know through them that gives us an idea what the league thinks right for better or worse about the most important position so once i talk to the 50 coaches and evaluators this year you know some some of these guys you end up calling back you're talking for an hour i've broken down film with them when we've had discussions about certain quarterbacks just over a zoom this type of thing or in person in other years I plugged in all their ratings for the quarterbacks into the schedule, and here we go. Minnesota, toughest schedule in the league by yeah. opposing quarterback average. Exactly. So, how, uh, Mike, how daunting is this task to not just based on, on the fact that the Vikings, if these guys stay healthy, are going to face a lot of good uh, quarterbacks, but they're going to do it with a defense that had its nose tackle opt out and has, yeah. at the best, a cornerback core that's going to be incredibly young. Absolutely. We feel we know that the defense under Mike Zimmer has peaked, right? I mean, it's been as great as it's probably going to be until there's time to do a a reload. But they're in this window and you're paying your quarterback a lot. Uh, That's what happens, right? You pay the quarterback a lot. The rest of the team slides off and it takes the special um, quarterback and offense to elevate above that. We've seen that. I live in Seattle area, right? Russell Wilson used to have the great defense, the great run game. Well, 
he doesn't anymore and he's able to you know to prop him up but the rest of their roster has fallen off and they're not really a Super Bowl team anymore and and Minnesota kind of been in that window probably going to stay in that window of a good team but I think you're right that it is more daunting and look you got to play you got to play a tougher slate of quarterbacks so we could see uh, Minnesota maybe having a tougher time um, in the division that said I don't think Green Bay is going 13 and 3 either you know so um, I think they're still right in the mix so just to to illustrate this so the Vikings play all of the tier one quarterbacks except for Pat Mahomes and right. uh, that would include Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers twice, Drew Brees, and Deshaun Watson. And then they play a handful of second-tier quarterbacks. Tom Brady, by the way, is a second-tier quarterback. Of course, is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's on your schedule. Yeah, Matt Stafford a couple times, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers. So the, the weakest quarterbacks the Vikings play are whoever the Bears decide to roll out twice, either Trubisky or Foles, or Gardner right. Minshew, even like Gardner Minshew took over the league for like three weeks last year. And so your weeks, and I think Teddy Bridgewater would be on that list too as a third tier quarterback. And we yeah. all yeah. have experienced what he can do late in games here. So, so if you really only have two weak spots, three, if you count yeah. the bears twice on the entire schedule from what you have found. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an amazing list. I'm kind of looking over here. Cause I've got the screen. It is an amazing list. When you figure Dak Prescott, where does Dak rank on this list? Dak, Dak is the, 11th best quarterback they face wow is that i mean there's people who think (laughs) dak prescott's a top six quarterback right you know what i mean you could make a case that dak prescott's a top seven right a top eight that that he should be the bottom of the top tier or the top of the second tier he's the 11th one on the schedule that is amazing it's aggressive um yeah you know well didn't mike zimmer say the other day he's never had a bad defense and it's true it is so it was, we, actually, we, we did the we did the, the research on this last week he's been a defensive coordinator or a head coach every year going back to 2000 if you t- so he had the weird year in 2007 in Atlanta he was the defensive coordinator the year that Bobby Petrino quit the Falcons so if you throw that season out his worst yardage defense in any of those 20 years is 19th with Dallas back in 2000. So here's what we got to do. You know, usually when you like you look at New England last year had that great defense, but they they played the easiest schedule last year of opposing quarterbacks, right? And we sort of all know that if you look closer, you see who their defense was dominating against, and and it was like, well, you should do well against them. What we should do on Zimmer is, uh, you know, go back and look and see how he's done against the other top quarterbacks, right? And other quarterbacks that are rated this high. And obviously it's not going to be as great because that's just the way it is in the league. Nobody has the magic formula that solves all the great quarterbacks. But maybe compared to other coordinators, he has uh, a better track record or maybe it's the same or maybe it's worse. Maybe we could fine-tune this thing. It kind of sounds like a project for me this afternoon. There you go. Just, just, you know, see (laughs) – Okay, what does it mean when they play top quarterbacks? Does he who does he solve? What, what intrigues me though, Mike, about this is is the lack of preparation time here, right? So, so like, and, and Zim's de- defenses ordinarily start with the three tech nose tackle, and like it goes out from there. And the cornerbacks are ordinarily, um, if not veteran guys, guys who have been worked with a lot. So, what intrigues me about twenty twenty from that standpoint and this is probably true for lots of teams, is the lack of OTAs, mini camps, training camp time, preseason games. So I don't think that that you can just say, well, I've always been successful, and thus I will be again, because in this case, 
you know, you're, you're going to kick the ball off on opening week, and that's literally going to be the first time that you get an idea of can some guys just flat out play? Yeah, I think there's a couple, I'd say two points on that. Number one is uh, I think defenses are going to have a problem uh, coming into the season against veteran good quarterbacks because they will not have had time to rep all of the exotic looks and blitzes and all those things that take timing and, and are hard to do. I, I, so I do think some of those upper tier quarterbacks are going to really feast uh, on defenses early in the year. That said, I mean, it is a well-established defense in Minnesota, right? I mean, Zimmer's been there since 2014. You've got experience at all three levels, even though there are some new pieces, right? You have, you know, uh, you know you've got uh, a great safety who's been there a long time. You've got a good linebacker, you know, who's been there a long time. I think that helps, right? Some of the quarterbacks of the defense probably um, are not new, right? Uh, yes, yes. Um, so I they'll, they'll do some of the stuff they've been able to do. Mike, uh, by the way, people uh, just you can go subscribe to theathletic.com and and support Mike's work and uh, and the local Vikings writers like Chad Graff and Arif Hassan here too. So I think the one thing, if Vikings fans are looking at this list of tier one quarterbacks on the schedule, you know Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, I think they would get to Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, is he really a tier one quarterback still in 2020? From the people you talk to in the league, what is what is the word on Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career, and why is he a tier one quarterback still? Yeah, absolutely. So the belief in the league is that uh, he's still as good or or better in every aspect of playing the position, except for probably he's not quite as good of a runner. And they, I think they they've minimized that aspect of him running around. Um, you've just seen a, a tremendous drop off in the veteran upper tier veteran. Uh, players around him at the receiving position, especially tight end. But I think the the secondary receiver spots too. He's always been a creator, right? The type of guy who uh, does stuff off schedule and then makes really high level throws and needs somebody who he trusts and is on the same page and is going to make the great catch uh, in those situations. I think what they've done is they've put a off the type of offensive system in there that you would run when you're trying to minimize your quarterback, right? I mean, it's, it's the play action game type thing that can make you think that Kirk Cousins is an upper tier quarterback by his stats or Jimmy Garoppolo is, or Baker Mayfield is going to be this year, right? It's what you do when you really don't want that guy dropping back to pass a lot. I think there's a big disconnect in the organization. They obviously drafted a quarterback, but long story short, it's, I think it's more different around him than him. And it, and you can put on the reel of his throws I mean, his incomplete passes are better than most guys' complete passes. He, <laughs> he he still makes the amazing rollout. I think this was against the Bears last year. He's running in full speed to the sideline, throws the ball 50 yards across both hashes. It hits Jimmy Graham in the shoulder pad. I mean, you know, he can still, I think, do all those things. And uh, around him, it's not as good. And now I think we can see it hasn't. there hasn't been a connection there with McCarthy at the end. And I question, you know, what it is really now with this whole group making decisions that obviously he doesn't like. Mike, from the uh, folks that you talked to for this, what um, what quarterback, probably young here, intrigues um, people around the league the most as far as having the potential in 2020 to jump up a tier or two? Yeah, you know, I think that usually, so the fourth tier is reserved for people that, you know, it's either Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've seen enough of him and we know we probably wouldn't want him to start the whole year, or it's somebody who, uh, you know, hasn't played a lot. We don't really know. And, and Drew Locke was one of those. You know, I don't, I don't think it's complete, you know, bet the farm that he's going to be great. But I thought there was positivity on him. There was positivity on Daniel Jones, 
kind of, even though I think he finished a notch below Darnold in the poll, I just sensed that that was because, you know, he hasn't played as much. And so people gave him a tier four because they wanted to see more. But I think people, a lot of people think he may rise and jump out of that. And then somebody who already did well, who's at the top of tier three and his first time in it was Kyler Murray. You know, I don't think people were really thinking he's going to just go to tier one, but that, you know, he could be somebody that would be in better position than like Baker Mayfield was a year ago to build on a good rookie year. Who would you say either one way or the other, which quarterback from all the consensus and all the, the, the people that you talk to came out different from the insider perspective versus maybe the fan perspective or your own perspective. So, wow, that guy was that the insiders think that guy is way better than most people or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly the kind of, analytics-y based reporter, um, which, you know, we all are to some extent, would think that they that it wouldn't be so almost unanimous that Rodgers is a one, right? I think the general perception is, hey, something's not the same there, and and it's him. He He's the reason. It, we're not seeing it. You can do all, all kinds of studies, you know, what's their offensive EPA and all that stuff, and you can say, well, must be Rodgers, right? So that's a disconnect. Uh, and then another one, I think certainly Lamar Jackson being in the top of the second tier, and you'd say, well, wait a minute, he's the MVP of the league. Yeah. How's he not tier one? So he got 16 uh, tier one votes. And some of that is, you know, guys want to see it again. He, a year ago, Mahomes got seven tier two votes, right? I mean, people just, some people just say, hey, I want to see him do it again. So, you know, obviously Mahomes was unanimous one this year. If Lamar Jackson were to have the same type of season, I think he'd probably go into tier one. But, but, there's still a huge contingent of people in the NFL, and I, and I think correctly, who believe that to be in the top tier quarterback, you need to master the pure pass situations. And what we're talking about there is Tom Brady losing by 25 points in the Super Bowl. And you just have to throw. There's no amount of play action or run game or scrambling that's going to get you out of that, right? Or Pat Mahomes. He's down two scores to the 49ers in the Super Bowl with eight minutes left. Or he's down 24 nothing to Houston in the Super Bowl. The defense is nervous because this guy is going to be back there doing amazing things with yeah. his arm. And so the times that, you know, the, Lamar Jackson's been so great that he hasn't been in that situation much, but there's a couple playoff games. They threw it 58 times and scored 12 points. You know, you felt like the more they have to throw and you strip away all of those things that make him so amazing, it got harder and harder for him. And that's probably the way it's going to be early in your career, right? So, He's improved last year. Does he make that jump? And now in a playoff game, they're behind by 10. And you know what? He makes some great throws, and they win the game, and he's going to be in Tier 1. Does the league feel that there is uh, more from Cousins as far as what he did from 2019 to 20? Or does the league basically feel that, that this man has maxed out his capabilities as an NFL quarterback? I think there were there were some people who thought that he's improved, you know, who've watched him closely that thought that he he improved last season. You know, uh, I I think it's I think Cousins is a hard one because I just don't feel like a lot of people love him and rally around him and like him, you know. And I think that was part of you know as flawed as the Red, the Redskins at that time, the Washington Football Team now were in their approach to the position and him. There's kind of something there to the fact that they they weren't in love with having him and you just don't feel you know there, there's a there's just not a lot of love for how he plays the position uh, among people in the league and uh, they feel like he's being propped up by the scheme and all of that um, I think it's probably a, just a tinge unfair you know I think strip that away the production's been good 
I think we feel like when it's good around him, he's going to be good. I think he's more accurate than people probably realize. And some of the people who watched him closely say that. So no one's thinking he's going to be in tier one ever. But I think there's an acknowledgement that, okay, he's either lower tier two or top of tier three. And I think you could make a great case that he's lower tier two. Yeah. Mike Sando. Thanks for coming on, man. Can you show our audience a couple of your favorite football books before we say goodbye? Well, I'm still YouTube proud of my library. Here? You know, I don't have the, you know, the Schefter library. <laughs> I'd like to pause that and zoom in. Like, Adam, what are, you, what are you reading? But I just happened to, before I moved the, uh, I don't know if it was a cereal bowl that was here. Um, you know, we were looking. At the, I like the football books. You know, I take notes. Chuck from Noble. Oh, turn that side. Yeah, look, look at how thick that book is. That's like, the thickest book I've read, even counting college. That's so, like the encyclopedia uh, of Chuck Knoll. That's a, Chuck Knoll. Is that a, is that an autobiography? If so, Chuck Knoll loves himself some Chuck Knoll based on the <laughs> no, page count no, there. No, no, it's uh, Michael McCambridge. It was a great book. You know, I, I like those oh, yeah. types of books. You know, um, you know, where where men win glory, Krakauer. You oh, know, oh, that's football. That's another uh, thick one too. You know, I enjoy. I also, I just enjoy the football books. I, I read Bruce Arians' book. What I like about those types of books is um, guys reveal how they think about the position. It's almost like getting into one of my extended conversations that I have for the quarterback tier thing. You know, sometimes I, you're talking to a guy for an hour and a half, and then you do it next year. You really start to get a feel for what they think. That comes through in some of those books, so I do enjoy them. Love it. Great stuff, Mike. Thank you. And again, you. People, uh, people can read Mike's work at The Athletic. Theathletic.com uh, slash NFL is a great place to go. And uh, is there anywhere else you want to direct people to right now? Yeah, go, go to Sando NFL on Twitter. You can find, uh, you know, I'll usually put out my links there. And every once in a while, stumble into an intelligent tweet, too. So he might like it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All see right, you, Mike Sando. That's, uh, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We'll see you guys next time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.